Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to their St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right? He used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? To light your dickhead. The time is whenever this show has been released. I am Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore. This is Luke and Pete Short. How are you doing, Luke Moore? I'm good, thanks. That is a cate- you know, characteristically uh, undetailed time check by you. Damn right. Don't need it. Didn't you give me? Uh, did we? Did you play out on Luke and Pete Short that uh, that penalty uh, that penalty kick being taken, and in the middle he just does a time check? <laughs> oh, I, I can't remember if I played it out or not, but it was um, it was amazing. That was so I good. Yeah, I hadn't heard it at the time, but I went back and listened to it. My God, it was good. How are you, big man? What's new? Good. Um, I've uh, I was kind of doing a I'm just working on a little project that's kind of bleeding into my life of the weekend. So I've been doing a lot of stuff of that over the weekend. Uh, but I did manage to Luke Moore finally get my hog, my um, American chopper, my Chinese scooter up and running. Oh yes! I found where the battery goes. I got in. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And some of the paintwork is only slightly damaged uh, by my screwdriver. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm in. I've, I've, uh, I've put the battery in. The battery wasn't necessarily working. So I uh, walked almost all the way to Hemel Hempstead, to Halfords, to get a uh, battery charger for the battery. And yeah, everything's looking good, Luke. Everything's looking good. It's purring like a, like a lawnmower. So have you, taken, have you taken her for a spin or not? I've not. I, I moved forwards and backwards in the garage, but it was getting rather late and rather dark. So maybe I'll have a, a little... rather fumey. I would have thought. <laughs> exactly. I'd hotboxed myself. I think that's how you kill yourself, isn't it? In a garage. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, a great it's not ideal, is it? No, no. So what haven't you been out on it? Have you not got a helmet or something? 
I've got a helmet. I've um, it's as as Are you such. Scared? It is uh, no. Oh God, yes. And the people on the road should be scared as well. Uh, yeah. I've not. Um, I've not taxed it or or made the world know that it's uh, a, a liable. Um, oh right, okay. viable mode of operation. You have to get in touch with the DVLA. They've got a, uh, you've got to fill in loads of forms saying this new Chinese um, scooter will be on the nation's roads, and that takes like five to six weeks. It's really annoying. Yeah, there's a lot of bureaucracy, isn't there? What you could do instead is to um, only ride it on the pavements and only ride it down <laughs> dirt tracks. <laughs> could just go off. Can I, maybe I could talk to a farmer and go, can I help you churn up your uh, your, your fallow fields um, yeah, do with that. my scooter? So what's the turnaround then? What's the, what's the estimate for when you actually be on the road? Because that's what the people listening want to hear. They don't want to hear about these little bits of admin you're doing. They want to hear when you're going to be out there. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the, the, certificate of, uh, the EU Certificate of Conformity. Whenever you buy a, a, a scooter in the EU, uh, bearing in mind I got mine from scooter.co.uk, uh, really, <laughs> really worked really hard on finding the best quality uh, scooter at scooter.co.uk. Um, yeah, it's, it's a Chinese vehicle. But, but they, with your certificate, when you buy a new... Um, Thing. It tells you all of like the the, the different um, like carbon emissions and stuff. How much yeah. THC I'm bashing out. I don't even know what THC is. I presume it's something to do with weed, isn't it? <laughs> isn't THC the active ingredient in, in marijuana? Well, yeah, apparently it's, it's, it's it. apparently it's bashing out fat spliffs of uh, 138 um, milligrams per kilometer. So. I could get high off more on supply. I'll maybe like get a little rub- bit, bit of rubber tube in straight from the exhaust right in old uh, in the kisser. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. That's, yeah, do that's, not that do is that. how you die, isn't it? That is yeah, how you die. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, so basically, give us an estimated date of when you're going to be officially Pete born to be mild Donaldson. <laughs> six weeks. Six. It's my six weeks holiday where I've got to learn how to use the scooter on the little road next to my house. Um, yeah. So I'll be whirring up and down that little dirt track for a little while anyway. And then what are you going to actually use it for, by the way? I've never, met, I've never actually got go around shops. to ask you yet. Go on shops just and go the on shops. the train station. Well, the train station's like 15 minutes away. And, you know, it just takes a little bit out of your day that you don't need, isn't it? So I'll I'll park up next to the uh, next to the train station. I reckon it'll be about three weeks before it's stolen, and I'll be back to <laughs> <laughs> Someone was saying the other day, I was listening to the radio over the weekend, and someone was saying that... Um, they got a brand new bike because of lockdown and stuff. Mm. And they went in and they, they literally picked it up on the way home, thought, oh, I'll get a coffee, chained it Nicked. up outside the coffee shop. And they said he was only in there for like 15 seconds. Oh, it's amazing. And uh, it was I, gone. I, as fan as I am of the lockpicking lawyer, um, he really shows you the folly. Yeah, he of, picks uh, locks responsibly, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, well, well, yeah, he does. But he. he it's really and hard. If he gets busted, he can lawyer, lawyer himself out of it, can't he? So <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's some things he won't do, um, but he does show, like, he was doing puck locks uh, yesterday. You know, there's locks that you see on that are kind of protected from, from hammer attacks and stuff. Right. Uh, his little puck locks. And uh, he, he'd had this little kind of, it was like a little kind of twiggy thing. And he said, this thing's been around for 100 years. This little, it looked like a little toothbrush, a little metal toothbrush. Jams it in the lock. He 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 bought ten of these puck locks from you know the hardware store uh, at random. So it wasn't as if like he he just got a bad batch. He bought them at random, and uh, yeah, just got them open immediately. I love lock picking lawyer. He starts every video with, uh, and here's what I got to you, for you today. I'm the lock picking lawyer. Here's what I've got for you today. It's a so and so so and so. It's good. How yeah. how um how um. How many locks do you reckon he actually picks? And how? And do you think that... Uh, oh, I can't, by the way, I can't fucking believe we're still talking about a lock-picking lawyer. <laughs> you wrote me in. 
yeah. how, how, how do you reckon do you reckon it's all above board do you reckon it's all legit or do you reckon he pre kind of primes them for the video I imagine I imagine um, he's, he's got a reputation to keep up, and I imagine he's probably... I, look, he's a lawyer. I'm not saying anything about him. I think he picks all of us locks immediately as soon as he gets them and films Where's them. Where's he for, even found the, the skill, though? I don't understand where, this is, well, where it's, he's it's found just, the skill to do this. Well, you just... I mean, it's a, it's a learn, learned uh, kind you've of You've got to be a um, meticulous skill, mind, I think. Yeah, yeah, and you've, and you've got to kind of really work at it. This is like magic circle shit. It really is. It's incredible stuff. That is incredible. I am... Um, mm. I how by the way, just quickly before I get into what I was going to say, how are you coping with your with the second lockdown? Because I think p- people listening might want to hear a bit of solidarity about how their their fourteenth and fifteenth favorite podcasters are coping with lockdown too. Mm. How's it going for you generally? Um, I'm, I'm drinking a bit more than I, I usually would, <laughs> to be honest. I spent the weekend drinking fizzy sake. That's a thing. It's not oh, a right. good thing. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound like it. No, where'd you no, get it's it from? Not great. Uh, a sake um, shop. Uh, this is a. I think it's probably just sake.co.uk. But sake, uh, it's just, just, yeah, it's it's like really, it just tastes like fizzy sake, which I don't think anybody really needs in their life, to be quite frank. I didn't even know it was a thing. No, no, I didn't until I saw it and I was like, I've got to have some of that. It's, 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 it's not too bad. Stick, stick something like a blueberry or a blackberry or a strawberry in there and, you, and you've got a nice little kind of uh, little, little cocktail tasting thing. Right. Is it just like is it just like um almost like a a kind of slightly different champagne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 very very sweet. It's not a dry uh, experience at all. It, it it's it's enjoyable in its own way. <laughs> right, okay, fair enough. Um I was going to say to you actually as well before I forget that um shout out to um to Dave Tame is a ram um ramble Mr. Ramble listener. He's a Luke and Pete show listener mm. who um posted us a copy of the Beano and the dandy to the office, which arrived today. Oh, right. Um, so we can make our assessments over which is better out of the Beano <laughs> and the dandy. Now, now, Dave, we have uh, the reason I know these have been delivered is because we have a skeleton staff at the office. Mm. And uh, Charlie, who produces all our football shows, he's very thin. He, <laughs> he's a skeleton. So mm. he's allowed in. He, he took delivery today. But Dave, he can't I don't get COVID. Want... He's a skeleton. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Dave. I don't know if you want these back because, like, they're both from 1991, so they look like they might be oh, quite vintage. So, yeah, I mean, we really appreciate you sending them. I mean, we'll give them a read, but I suppose they feel like those two of those comics that you have to kind of turn the pages with tongs. Mm. So you don't. I, um, I had one of those. I, I had such a good collection when I was like about eight or nine of, of the Beano. I had years and years and years, lots of annuals, and they all got thrown out. Still annoyed about that, to be quite frank. So <laughs> I was always, um, I was always a Beano man. But mm. I mean, I wonder if Dave sending those in might kind of sway me the other way. I'm genuinely interested as to how yeah. much I've misremembered that. I kind of think Pete, what might have happened. So, so those of you who are listening who are too young to remember the Beano or the Dandy, they probably still exist in some form. But it used to be the must-have comic for a young boy mm. around the kind of uh, late '80s, early '90s. Yeah. And I wonder, Pete, if what's happened is I've amalgamated both comics into one in my mind and mm. thought they were all in the Beano because a couple of the ones you told me the other week. I was I was sure they I they were, I was sure they were Beano, but they were dandy. So you never know. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him. I'm going back into the office tomorrow. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a look. Billy Whiz, he's got a fucking straw in his head for fuck's sake. Yeah, what was that all about? What? Why did he have a straw in his fucking head? Billy What's Whiz was like a really fast running kid, right? That was yeah, his thing. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and I think it was very... just his hair, wasn't it? Was it? I d- but he was completely bald, apart from this kind of straw coming out of his head, as if someone had sucked out his brain. And so he's just this kind of like fast-running automaton. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, Luke, um, 
<laughs> um, oh have you? Can, where were you? Can you account for your whereabouts um, last Tuesday or Wednesday at uh, one forty in the morning? Okay, I don't know why I'm going to do this. I'm just really reaching across to check my diary. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, where so were that you? would have been last Wednesday, Thursday, eleventh or twelfth. Mm. Well, the eleventh mm-hmm. is my granddad's birthday. Oh, uh, I see. Eleventh or twelfth? I, I don't think I was doing anything. So you didn't go down to see you? See you? You didn't see go to see your family or anything? I couldn't, could I? Because it was lockdown. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, I just, uh, just interesting. Gave a call. What? What's mm. happened? Tuesday or Wednesday, um, twenty to two in the morning. Yeah. Um, uh, a driver in in Gosport uh, has, been, <laughs> <laughs> has been driving up and down the streets of Gosport with a megaphone, shouting yeah. "Wakey, wakey." That is driving a red Nissan Navara. Nice car. Uh, yeah, he's just been driving up and down the roads with a megaphone. Oh, do you have the shouting, name of the road? Wakey, wakey. Brockhurst Road. Oh, Brockhurst Road is literally the road off of where I grew up. Oh, how interesting. I love how you pronounce the it. The plot thickens. Brockhurst, is it Brockhurst? Yeah, it's just Brockhurst. So, and Elson. That is, I mean, that is arguably the main road in Gosport. Interesting. So one forty in the morning, driving up. I mean, that is very much behaviour that you would that would that typifies the town I grew up in. <laughs> um, my, one of my first, one of my first ever memories. I might have mentioned this before, but one of my first ever memories was um, looking out of um, the the bedroom window that mm. would become my sister's bedroom. Yeah, and seeing a man um, remonstrating from at street level with a woman up in the first floor bedroom window mm. as she threw all of his stuff out the window yeah and then he uh, reacted to that by setting fire to a car oh wow so, that is yeah. uh... and that was only about eight or ten doors down from my house yeah so incredible and then, and then my next door neighbor later got busted for attempted murder mm-hmm. um, yeah. after he moved after we moved out um yeah. and that's mad because i used to jump into his garden to get my football back and sometimes he was quite angry <laughs> so it really puts it into perspective, like yeah, he could have been on. murdered to bits. Yeah. So the story, it would have the story been a goes. Reaction. The story goes. So bearing in mind, this is a story that's been filtered through my dad. So mm. it might be, uh, it might have been some bloke in the pub told another bloke in the pub. But I think it's like those in... coffee beans that go through a monkey. Yeah, it's they, an ocelot, they, isn't tra- it? It's transformative. Yeah, but that makes them better, doesn't it? I don't think this makes yeah. the story okay, better. Okay, right. But I mean, it probably makes the story better, but it doesn't make it more true. But anyway, <laughs> he, um, this guy who, um, I mean, I'm not mentioning his name or the street or anything, so presumably this is going right. to be okay. Uh, I I found out, and I did check the news story afterwards, and it did show up to be largely true, that um, this guy, he was a single guy, and he and he had um, a couple of lodgers living in, I guess, what was a, a three-bedroom house or whatever. And um, one of them, I think, just didn't pay the rent or whatever, and they had a big row about it. Mm. And um, they started having a bit of a scuffle. And the lodger legged it out of the house, and the landlord, the guy who was my next-door neighbour when I lived next door, uh, chased after him with a kitchen knife, chased him down, fucking stabbed him up in the middle good, of the street. Good Lord. I know. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? So, <laughs> in, in the context of that, the megaphone seems quite quaint. <laughs> I mean, if you do, I mean, he must have been like, he plunges the knife in and he's like, I mean, there's no turning back here, is there? I mean, there's, there's, no. I mean that first one... Is going to get me in trouble as much as the fifteenth. I think for what you, for what it is for me, it's like the reason it makes it 
kind of mad is because mm. well obviously it's a mad story anyway but that is the when i think about that stuff when i read about that years later mm. and occasionally i'll drive down that road that i grew up on because i have to go somewhere and visit my parents or whatever and it's quite quite a street and um but that is the road i used to ride down as fast as i could to see if i could do it inside a minute and it's like <laughs> i feel like that memory has now been sort of sort of dirtied in some way because if I if I'd ridden down as fast as I could and saw a man's violently stabbing another man, I don't think I would feel quite as nostalgic about it. <laughs> the um, what happened with the? I uh, very much like the Romeo and Juliet story of a man torching his uh, his girlfriend's um, yeah. car. Um, I always think about because I've, I've I've known people who have had their shit thrown out of the window by a partner. Yeah. How does the, how does that relationship <laughs> recover? Well, yeah. I, I, don't I mean, think that's people will be case. listening. People who are listening will, because I know people who have their relationship has been patched up after someone has thrown their shit out of the window. Um, how does that kind of recover? How do you get back to, to, to where you well, were? It's quite a thing, isn't it? It's quite a thing where, like, mm. yeah, it's quite you, a statement, isn't it? Yeah, and it's also a bit of a um, like a well-trodden cliche now. You see mm. it in TV shows and movies where yeah. it will normally be the woman who'll cut mm. up the men's the man's clothes because yeah. she's found that he's having an affair or whatever. But yeah. but the, the estate, so I didn't live on the estate. I lived in on the road next to the estate. So I could right. see the estate from where I lived. Mm. Um, I don't know what it's like now, but it was really rough back in the day. And I just think that, um, I guess the woman just, I don't, I, mean, I don't really know any of the detail because I was like five, but I think the woman just must have found out the man was doing something he shouldn't have done. And the mm. man reacted badly and the whole thing's escalated. But yeah, you know, if you were asking me, Pete, in another way, do I think they're still together now? No, I fucking don't. Yeah. So yeah. I, well, probably, I was... They probably didn't never did get back together. <laughs> well, if anybody has ever had their clothes thrown out of the window um, by a partner, hello at lookingpeteshow.com. Well, let, chances... let us know how you patched it back up. That's what I want to know. Let me flip it around. What do you think the chances are of that your partner will set fire to your moped at some point? Um, well, it would only make On it look purpose. more badass as I'm as I'm streaking down <laughs> the main like that, high like street. That, like that, that, that supervillain played by Nick Cage. What's it called? Ghost, the skull uh, on fire. Ghost, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Skull, yeah. skull on fire. Ghost, Ghost skull on fire. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It would look really cool. Uh, but actually, um, rounding that off, uh, what I liked about my favourite part of this uh, Gospot Wakey Wakey Man uh, that really made me laugh was that the red Nissan Navara driver was also seen turning off his lights and shouting, you can't call a police because you can't see me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that is, I mean, again, it nothing, nothing, nothing rings out of the ordinary here. <laughs> <laughs> the police force. The police force said how wrong he was. <laughs> Gosport is a mad town because it, because it's basically a town where, or it certainly was. And I haven't lived there for some time, but mm. I do visit there reasonably regularly. It always mm. used to be a town where a lot of people from the navy would live because it's opposite yeah. the other side of the harbour from Portsmouth. They'd be stationed in Portsmouth, and so yeah. you've got a real kind of. Um, melting pot of different people from all over different parts of the uk yeah. living in that one town and it's also mm. an interesting town because it's it's essentially a peninsula right so there's only one road mm. really in and one road out all the other part all the other borders are the solent which is obviously a yeah. body of water on the south coast so so it has got a real kind of end of the line feel about it yeah. So yeah. And it used to have i know everyone always claims this but it used to have a ridiculous amount of pubs as well like it used to have the street I grew up on, it would have like probably be bordered by five pubs, 
And when mm. you think about that now, I know it's a shame because the pub industry is struggling, not just because of COVID, but for lots of reasons. And actually, on that note, as a very quick tangent, there's a really good series that just started on, I think it's on BBC Two, with Tom Kerridge, who used to be a really big fat guy, and now he's only a little fat guy, who runs the Hand and Flowers pub. Um, he's a Michelin star chef, and he's always on the TV. Jolly guy, you definitely recognise him. Right. But he's doing this TV series about, about saving Britain's pubs. And um, what starts out as like quite, a, quite a pedestrian kind of fly-on-the-wall look at just general stuff actually goes into quite a lot of detail about how the pub industry works. And it is, an, it is absolutely obscene how much of a stranglehold a lot of these companies have got on the pub industry and mm. how local landlords and kind of you know, budding entrepreneurs who want to make a difference in their community are being strangled left, right, and center, even before mm. COVID came along. But anyway, when you think about it, Pete, like the the town I grew up in, Gosport, has got eighty to 90,000 people in it. And I reckon, I reckon it must have had 200 pubs at one point. I mean, it's yeah. mad. It's absolutely mad how many pubs it had. So, so it's it's a it's a it was a, it's a rum old town. I'm telling you, in a, not in a kind of inner city London, necessarily like stabby kind of way, but it is. Mm. It was quite a kind of outlawry place for those reasons. Yeah, how the well, pool's probably uh, the same. Uh, yeah, I, I, probably not uh, quite as spicy, but yeah, to, to a less extent, I'd, I'd agree with that one. Um, officers eventually caught up with the 21-year-old driver from Fairham. He was from Fairham. Ah, see, it's, it's different town. Fairham's different, different mate. Different town. Yeah, they're wrong'uns. They're wrong'uns down there. <laughs> what is he doing on our territory? What is he doing on our patch? <laughs> they issued him with a warning, and the warning means the driver's car can be seized if he gives residents further unwelcome wake-up calls in the next 12 months. Don't take his car away. Take his bloody... Loudspeaker is loud. I'm sorry, Peter. I'm sorry, Peter. But if you are driving all the way from Fairham to Gosport to do that, right, you're a you're scum, scum of the earth. Do it down, <laughs> do it down, do it down West Street in Fairham. That's the next town. It's the next town along. You've driven all the way down to the next town along to do that. It's pathetic. I've lost all respect. Uh, uh, right, uh, Megaphoners, uh, we'll be back in just a moment with more of your emails or some of your emails. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey! Hey! What are you doing? 
Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Peach Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening Thank to St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. Stephen. Wrestle Me is a show where two men watch every WrestleMania from 1 to 37, unpicking the multicoloured threads that tie it all together. I think it's slightly something to do with the fact that Americans don't really like cell phones, do they? Right. I think they've all got basic ones, <laughs> basically. <laughs> That's a big shout. It is a big shout, but I mean, there is something funny about it, like text messaging never took off in the States. Well, I'm, uh, come on now. Never been big. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you're a lapsed fan or someone who doesn't give a flying laureate about it, there's something for Everyone. If you can get a crowd to boo you for kicking a fabulous ladder. Fabulous ladder. And the crowd are booing. Yeah. I get just, off that lovely ladder we've just learned about. It's a beautiful polysexual ladder. It's a, it's a beautiful Humber Shabby Sheet yeah. creation. If you climb up to it, ecstasy can be found <laughs> at the top. Listen via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your pods. Wrestle Me is a Stakano production. And welcome back to the Luke and Pete show. Luke, have you got an email for us? Yeah, I have. Um, before I get Ooh. into it, though, I want to do a huge shout out to uh, Noah Roth, which is a great Ooh. name, by the way. Um, sounds like he could be some kind of indie film director, with that mm. kind of name, who after all this time has managed to find a new battery brand, Pete. After how many years have we been doing this? Two and a half? Quite a while. Longer, probably. Probably three really? and a half. And I, th- I, th- I thought a long while ago we'd seen every battery brand that it was possible to see. And, and mm. God bless the people on Twitter, at Luke and Pete Show, who send photos of obscure batteries they've seen wherever they are in the world. <laughs> Generally speaking, 99 times out of 100, we've seen them before. But on mm. this occasion, Noah Roth managed to unveil a brand new battery brand. I'm going to do a, an ersatz drum roll on my desk at home. <laughs> Police security. Police security. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. That's very amazing. That's proper like Chinese English, isn't it? It's got to be like right. What means authority, power? Um and, and <laughs> security. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Security. Why do you want? Why do you want authority in a battery, though? No. Uh, yeah, you want volt. You want high voltage. You want a, a battery that takes control of your um, consumer electronica and, and 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 doesn't let it go. <laughs> if I if I'm if I'm branding up a battery, I'm probably looking at the key word I'm looking at is longevity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want, you know what I mean? I want it to be a long. A long life battery. I want it to be like I would call it probably Helen Mirren. Yeah, yeah. You want? Yeah, I guess you want some. But but that uh, old. You don't want an Phil old the battery. Fill the power tailor. You, the top of darts for like fifty yeah. years. Yeah, but you. Yeah, exactly. You want them in in. Uh, you, you want the the thing to actually 
be working for that amount of time. You don't want an old battery because that's leaky and, and, and it might have lost charge a little bit. You, you want, I think you want a young, powerful battery. So young power is how I would, what I would call my Young uh, power. My battery like a rapper. <laughs> anyway, right shout wing. out Noah Roth. Uh, yeah, it does actually, yeah. Uh, did you see that video of, the, um, of, a, of, a, uh, of a, a proud boy's initiation over the weekend? Mm, did it involve um, putting their willies inside things? It sounds like the sort of uh, hazing it they would was... get up to. Absolutely pathetic. It was right. way more pathetic than that. Right. I mean, there's a certain amount of bravery associated with getting the old chap out in public. I mean, there's a certain amount of mm. legal problems to get the old chap out in mm. public, particularly these well. days. But what I'm saying is, if they were to do that, in a way, you'd respect them more because <laughs> this was, I'm not joking, this was, uh, it was basically like um, a university freshers' week piss take. <laughs> right. It was okay. basically. I'm not. I'm not making this up. And people can search for the uh, search for the video all they like on online. It was five overweight bearded men standing mm. round another overweight bearded man, uh, giving. Did he do a little pledge to the proud boys at the start? So you know it was definitely a proud boy thing. Yeah. And then they all stood around him and gave him a dead arm until he could name five breakfast cereals. Oh, Jesus Christ! I mean that that is more childish than I mean what. And they're filming that and going, this is what we're all about, dead arms and breakfast cereals. Yeah. I mean, don't bring breakfast cereals into it. I know. What have they ever done? <laughs> the, the thing that annoys <laughs> me about that is they've been named. The brands have been named, yeah. and that's gone around the, the internet now. Have the breakfast cereal have the not breakfast cereals involved? Have they, have they not commented on it? That's no. Not yet, uh, no. They've not. Mm. The best ever thing to come out of all that right-wing racist stuff online is when that guy just haymakers Richard Spencer right in the head. Yeah, yeah. It's um, one of the best I, things I've ever seen. I think uh, up there with um, racist, um, absolute bodied uh, men uh, was the bloke who, um, the bloke who was on the chew quite recently in shorts, and he was he was shouting about how it's popular to oh, be yeah. racist. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the three yeah. lads get off, and the one in the middle, timed. the smallest, the smallest, just absolutely whacks him. And like people, people online are going, "Oh yeah, he, he sucker punched him." He didn't fucking sucker punch him. He, he was fronting up against the lads. I mean, fuck me, and he just goes down. It's wonderful. Yeah, we, we love it. The- the timing of it is amazing because he waits for the beeps for the doors to close and he just mm-hmm. saunters off. Spectacular. But, but, the, but the thing is, you know, we can – this is probably not the show to be, you know, moralizing about violence and all the rest of it. I mean, because whatever, this is, a, this is a leisure time show. You know, take everything we say with a pinch of salt or don't or whatever, you know. We, mm. we, half the time we're talking about battery brands. If all, all I'm saying is from a common sense point of view, right – we don't have to get political. We don't have to moralise, as I say. As a common sense point of view, if you were going to step up to three black men who are all bigger than you and start being racist, you're not going to get a huge amount of sympathy from me if you get knocked out, right? No. That's just the way of the world. I'm sorry, but that's just how things can be sometimes. And if that guy's learnt a lesson from that, do I hope he's seriously injured? Probably not. Do I hope he's learnt his lesson? Absolutely. But that is the way of the world sometimes, right? I think he, and, I think he lost his job because of uh, – I think he was employed by his dad. And he lost his job. I think that was the case. His dad should have taught. His dad should have brought him up better. That's my take on that. I imagine um, his dad just chinned him as well. Speaking <laughs> when speaking he was least of, expecting it. Speaking of um, people getting hammered, um, here's an email from George who was emailed in hello at lukeandpeteshow dot com. 
um, about um, from his school about something about his school report. So getting hammered oh, metaphorically lovely. by a teacher. He says, "Hi guys, <laughs> when I was about eleven, I received the following report from my chemistry teacher. Although he gave me an A in the subject, humble brag, he stuck mm. the boot in with this comment: a very good brain, but he sometimes seems to be on another planet." Um, <laughs> That's all right, isn't it? Well, George says the thing is, I was a complete square back then. I wasn't even a character in quotes, and I was usually fairly quiet. I have no idea what I'd done to make him think I was out of my tree. And in another report, I was told by a games teacher, for those American people listening, that's like Jim. Some, for some reason, they, could, they used to call PE games. Um, mm. I was told by my games teacher that I was, in quotes, a keen and reliable member of the squad, but that enthusiasm alone will not win, which is kind of clearly a way of telling me I was rubbish no matter how hard I try. Anyway, I liked both those teachers, even if the reports they wrote could have been a little less cutting. Cheers, George. So there you go. Enjoyable. I hid mine in the back of the wardrobe, and we only found out. Um, I told you this, didn't I? I, t- I mm. managed to, in the what is probably the greatest achievement of my life. I managed to convince my parents that the, the school didn't do reports, which, which is <laughs> mental, considering that my mum and dad knew like friends with a lot of my friends' parents. Yeah, it's it's an they clear, We have a like we have this kind of idea that our parents are just constantly talking about us, what your son's done, what. But in reality, they just they're just expl- um, exchanging pleasantries at the best of times. They don't want to talk about their kids any more than they talk to their own kids. I would say. Well, it came yeah. back to bite my parents because they only found my school reports when I was eighteen. So get in exactly. There. Can't get me now. I'm free as a bird. I'm off to um, Fairham. Um, well, I, still, I still need to live here. So can you please let me stay? <laughs> <laughs> Ali from Bedford's uh, got into cello chaps long-time-ish listener and second-time emailer. I recently sent an email detailing my uh, allergy of anaesthetics with a quite horrifying accompanying tale. Oh, yeah which understandably didn't make the pod. I've been listening to your entire back catalogue of pods as a result uh, picking up night shifts at an Amazon warehouse near me, and I'm needing new or old listening material. I'm so glad you're able to listen to um, things nowadays uh, in, in one of those kind of um, uh, operation yeah. kind of factories. Because back in the day, I was never allowed my own headphones in. Very, yeah. very upsetting back And in also, the day. Pete, on that quite, very, very quickly, I don't want to get anyone in any trouble, and particularly mm. not... Um... Ali, but if someone wants to email in anonymously if they work at an Amazon warehouse and tell us what it's really like, I'd be interested yeah. because you hear a lot of negative press. Yeah, and so I'd like to know do. from the horses' mouths if possible. Hey, Bezos um, ain't going to make that mad paper given a living wage. Is well, I, I mean, if, if Jeff Bezos is listening, there's no point in me, man, because you know, presumably no. his working conditions are fine. Oh, lens a tenner, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Lenz has got a free Marantz microphones. <laughs> we can get in your pocket. He probably doesn't even know what a is. No, exactly. Uh, yeah, 10,000. Uh, there, anyway, um, we were talking about um, Donald Trump, and I think for whatever reason, I, I, I said that his, um, his penis, his Johnson, so to speak, uh, looked like the Mario character Toad. Oh, yeah. uh, at this point, Luke uh, jumped in to defend Toad and even claimed uh, that Toad seemed like a decent bloke. This claim could not be further from the truth, however, as Toad is in fact a paedophile. Um, it's what? Well, it's well documented that Toad and Toadette are a couple, but when researching their ages, it becomes apparent that Toad, a 25-year-old video game favourite, is only bloody dating a nine-year-old. You could do the Googling yourself, but I would seriously have concerns if any of my mates in their 20s started a relationship with a child in year four. Love the pod. Uh, you Keep me going at the moment, chaps, and I hope this re- revelation tickles you as much as it did me. Cheers. Ali from Bedford. Now, I knew that Mario and Peach weren't necessarily... They were like James Bond slash Leo DiCaprio kind of 
aged, uh, so right, to speak. Okay. But but I didn't realise yeah. Toad and Toadette were, were such a problematic relation. Had such a problematic. I mean, relationship. they're fictional characters, aren't they? Yeah, but you, I mean, at least put them in the right age bracket. You know, surely. There's yeah. no. I don't really know no how. Ro- Ali there's knows a Romeo and Juliet rule, but there's no Toad and Toadette legal <laughs> classification, is there? My my my, my um <laughs> so my my kind of insight into Toad seeming like he was an all right character is that I always used to select either Toad or Cooper Trooper on Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. Right. But one thing that does confuse me about it is that Toad appears to be of the same species, or at least the same kind of I don't know um, category mm. as all the other mushrooms in Mario World, and all the mushrooms yeah, are evil. Lot. Toad's the only kind of non-evil one. Was it, is it like Gizmo was the only non-evil gremlin? Yeah, but I don't really know what the relationship between Gizmo and the gremlins were. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why. To, Gizmo seemed to spawn the gremlins, right? I don't really know how yeah. that could be possible. Out of his back, out of his back, have you got him wet or whatever? It just, it just seems yeah. quite difficult. One thing that's know. also never mentioned in Gremlins, right, is that um, they say that obviously the famous rules from the movie Gremlins, one of mm. them, I mean, one of them is obviously don't get Gizmo wet, but the other one is don't yeah. ever feed him after midnight. But it's never mentioned that when you can start feeding him again, what's your cut off? Yeah. And he's just going to stink, isn't seven? he? <laughs> he's just going to absolutely stink. Well, like a chinchilla. Oh, yeah, chinchillas yeah. have to have dust baths because they can't have water. Oh, that's interesting. Ah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. We used to have a... Um, I used to look after a ferret every now and again, take it for a walk and stuff at the zoo, and uh, we had a little spray to keep the keep the stink down, so to speak. <laughs> well, you're thinking about it, by the way. My friends genuinely had a, giz- a chinchilla called Gizmo. Nice. I love it. Yeah. I will on have it. On that note, should we, get, sh- mm. should we get out of here and come back on Thursday? Yep. Um, that is about as much as we've got time for on today's Luke and Pete show on this Monday, the 16th of November. Thank you very much for joining us. We hope you're having a lovely time or as much as can be expected in, in lockdown if you're in the UK mm. or wherever you are in the world. We will be back on Thursday with a lot more of this inanity. So look forward to that. Leave us a review on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until Thursday, we will bid you adieu. Goodbye from me and goodbye from Pete as well. Peace out. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey! Hey! What are you doing? 
Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I'd beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs>